Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 350th episode of Constructed Criticism. I'm your New Year's baby host, Mason, and I'm joined by my New Year's... I don't... Oh, I couldn't think of anything. Hang on. Pretend I didn't say that. I'm Father Time, and I'm joined by New Year's baby, Mythic Mebo. Allie, how you doing? That's better. I'm good. How are you? Good. I was trying to think of funny stuff to go with New Year's, and I, you know, I don't really think about these. I kind of just do them on the fly. And I thought of New Year's, and I couldn't think of Father Time, and then I did, and then we were. So here we are. I'm not editing any of that out. We got to, we got to leave it in. You know, that way the people know the honesty. People think it's all, how, you know, scripted. How talented the Mason Clark is. God, I love when you read the script. <laughs> 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 I try. I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I was I was telling you before this started that you know we used to have like a like actually scripted parts because we would have uh, ads that were we had like well f- well we have real ads from real sponsors but we would have fake ads back on even odds and so it was things like the ravenous cup of cobwebs, Long Tusk Pub. You know you go to the Long Tusk Pub you get your food. We had the I can't remember what it was but there was some stupid thing with like vacationing on Ravnica when Guilds of Ravnica came out and it, we we did some really stupid things but uh yeah it was fun uh, it was fun magic podcasts are always so serious Allie before we keep going have you noticed that I actually don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts to be honest uh Allie sorry the script says wow you're so smart yet again Mason um, if you want to, oh, oh my bad. My yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, Mason, you're so smart and handsome and funny and strong and tall and what? Well, this, this is a lot. Can we can we group it you all can, together? You can paraphrase if you want. Um, you know, it was more. I was more kind of giving you things you could say. Um, but you know, they're always appreciated. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I know they're not going to listen to, it, but I feel like they are really serious all the time. You know, there's like. There's kind of this beginning portion of most podcasts, but then after that, it's like serious Sam comes out to play. And I don't know. It's a lot. Speaking of which, Sam Black has a new podcast on the Constructed Criticism Network. Uh, Sam talks all about Limited. So if you love Limited and you miss the old podcast Limited Time Only and you were like, dang, I want some more podcasts along with Lords of Limited to listen to. What am I going to listen to? Uh, It is... Archi- uh, draft archetype i believe is the name of the show i'm not gonna lie i listened to it but it just popped up in my feed so i didn't listen to the thing it's drafting archetypes that's the name of the episode so uh, he's got two episodes out right now um and as you might expect from sam black he breaks it down in extreme detail uh ali that whole serious thing was a actual thought and a way to segue to sam black what do you think on a scale of one to poggers Wow, Mason, you're so poggers. Wow, I, I love this new dynamic for the show. It's really going to go places. Uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, today we're going to talk um, about the new, the last year in Magic and the new year. Um, we're kind of at a lull. Call time previews actually start next week. So ne- next week we're going to be kind of talking about the early stages of that stuff. Maybe do a sunset episode on the standard slash historic format. We're kind of still in the midst of figuring that out. Um, but, you know, it's kind of an awkward time, and it is a good point to reflect, especially because it's been um, such an awkward year and, and and such a good year, too, you know, for Ali, at least magic-wise. So it, it's going to be interesting to get to talk about that sort of thing and look back on it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. But before that, we have to talk about our sponsor of the show, Oasis Games. Oasis Games has all the cards you need. I don't think there's any more holiday sales. I think those have ended at the time of this recording, but uh, there might still be something. There's always good deals on there. I actually just got my Kinnons. Uh, Ali Kinnon really was doing something in Historic there for a week, and then it's gone now, but I'm going to try playing it in Modern. We'll see what happens. So, Is that they're trying his best? That's that's trying his best. Trying his Kanye best. So uh, That card's cool. It feels like a card that should be broken. It's blue and green, printed in 2020, doubles mana, draws cards, kind of. You know, collected companies for a, a non-human seems kind of good yeah i was actually like really impressed with it it always in the kathos decks i know people like preferred lizov for a point but i am a keenan fan yeah maybe kel will come out in the next set and then they'll be able to really maximize each other you know you you get it keenan and kel 
Oh gosh, I'm. This might be the the, the small age gap we have actually showing. Have you ever, did you ever see that show? <laughs> no. Uh, okay, it was like a. Don't worry about it. There's millennials love me. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> me and Mason are different ages. Oh no. <laughs> Zoomers, am I right? <laughs> They're so wacky. As millennials, though, we have everything straight. You know, except for the economy and our lives. And, you know, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it. Uh, but, yeah, if you want to support Oasis Games and you get your Kennens and maybe Kells so they come out and run joke back, it's so good. Uh, go to Oasis Games and use, use code, would that be good for uh, 3% off your first order uh, code CCMTG for 15% off. I said that backwards. 3% off every order and then CCMTG for 15% off your first order. So you go there, you can support the show. And then you can also go to Patreon dot com slash c c m t g and become a patron of the show if you want to directly support the show will always be free but if you want to get a little extra and be able to do things like ask Allie and i questions then uh you'll be able to do that uh patron of the show asks y'all been watching any good tv recently also sometimes patrons don't want their name read it's kind of awkward and i forget that and then i like you know start to say their name Allie, you watched any good TV? Oh, Allie, did you see uh, any HBO shows recently? Uh, is Shameless on HBO? Uh, I think it's actually Stars, but I'll give it to you. Maybe I've been watching the. I think it's Showtime. Yeah, it's definitely Showtime. Okay. Oh, so My answer is no. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. If you, if you ever want to watch like you know a show, I, I'd be down to hang out. You know, like if you, you know, you know, like if you wanted to watch like Euphoria, for example, just like as a random, you know. Are you really using the podcast <laughs> to make me watch Euphoria with you? And it's not making you watch. You said let's 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 watch the show, and then I said I'm down, and then uh, well, I'm sorry, I said let's watch the show, and then you said you're down, and now I'm trying to watch the show, but I feel like I'm obligated to not leave you hanging. I waited an hour and a half to watch Wonder Woman 84 with Pulliam. I'm not going to leave you behind for Euphoria. Especially because it's already so far out. I've already, you know, missed the, the hype train. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know, <laughs> what a totally random thing to come up. But, uh, yeah. That'll be on our 2021 bucket list. <laughs> watch Euphoria? Okay. I yeah. heard the show's great. I don't know. Anyway, so you watched uh, Shameless. Are you are you caught up now? Are you have you? Is it great? By the way, parental discretion. Shameless, pretty pretty extreme. Don't watch this one with your kids. But Shameless is like my favorite show. It's really good. The they, the last few seasons have kind of like fallen off because they're like ending it, but it's still really good. Oh, are they like actually ending it? Is it? Like yeah, they're on their final season now. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I'll have to catch up. I had stopped watching. I watched seasons like one through six in like a two month period. Maybe it was one through seven, um, but. Yeah, it, it was, like, a lot to take in at that time, just, like, kind of back-to-back-to-back. And then I started grinding SCGs, and I was like, oh, I can't keep this up, and this is super dark. I can't just, you know, only do this. So I had to kind of detox a little bit. But that's exciting. Okay. Are there, like, ten seasons? Is that right? Or nine seasons? Um, I think this is the 11th, either 10th or 11th. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, Grey's Anatomy's on, like, season 17. Yeah, that's true. Is and that, they're still going. I was going to say, they, they, they don't stop anytime soon, right? Like, they just kind of perpetuate that into infinity and beyond. Yeah, I think I think the writer said that they'll keep going until Ellen Pompeo? 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 Whatever her last name is. I can't pronounce it. Um, wants to not do it anymore. Is that the director? I don't know who Ellen Pompeo is. Uh, She's the main character. Oh, cool. Okay. Right, awesome. Don't Wait. roast me for not being able to pronounce her last name. Everyone listening. Yeah, hopefully that wasn't uh, too bad. Um, I I just followed your lead, Ali. I trusted you. You gotta like like Euphoria, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Grey's Anatomy. I've never watched that. You keep talking about it. Is it good? Was it like that's now? good? It's yeah, definitely, like, like the good? first, like, handful of seasons are a lot better and kind of loses focus because there's 17 seasons, but I, I still enjoy it. Have you watched all 17? Yeah. Nah, you're, like, a One Piece fan. I can't trust you anymore. You don't you don't, you don't have clear eyes. You're lost in the sauce in it. I'm going to have to guess the other people. Uh, I don't trust 17 seasons in. It's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> 17 is such a long number. No way. Uh, anyways, personally, 
Uh, I've watched a lot of anime recently. I watched Ping Pong, the animation. That was really good. Um, and I watched uh, The Great Pretenders. I would highly suggest both those shows. Uh, the Great Pretenders is on Netflix, and Ping Pong, the animation, is unfortunately incredibly hard to find legally anywhere. I got my copy off iTunes. But it's actually very, very good. talks a lot about competition, raises some ideas, and uh, kind of got me in the mood if you like, you know, kind of like sports, animes, and hype stories. That one's really good. And then I watched The Undoing, Allison, which is... Uh, the Undoing. Yeah, which is like a little six-episode drama series on HBO Max. It was good. It had uh, Hugh Grant and Natalie. And I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman. Um, and they do a really good job. It's well acted and stuff like that. And it, was, it was a good time. And I started watching Vinland Saga, which is the story of like Vikings. I started that last night. I know I'm two episodes in. I was gonna start Euphoria. I don't. I don't know if you've heard that show, but I gotta. I'm gonna wait a little bit on that one. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, that that that's it when it comes to TV show for me. Allie, do you like character dramas? Before we go on, I do. Okay, well, you should watch The Undoing if you're ever wanting to watch a six episode murder show. It's pretty good. Undoing, I do enjoy those kind of shows. So yeah, six episodes. This is a, the whole story. It's great. This is a TV show podcast now. Yeah, we're a uh, nerd on now. Think that's the name of that show that talks about stuff they like. Um, yeah, that's it. I thought about it. Okay, I'm, I'm re. I'm in. I'm on one today. We're having a, we're having a long day. Okay <laughs> then. Well, this has been a casual episode. Let's talk about 2020. 2020 was kind of a normal year, Allie. You know, when we're looking back on it, I don't think a whole lot happened. Um, you just want to skip to 2021. I mean, I I can't think of anything that went on. Nothing happened. <laughs> Not, nothing at all. Yeah, but yeah. it was a pretty unremarkable year. No crazy wild things happened. I just kind of did nothing all year. A little, a little bread and butter year, you know. Sometimes you just have <laughs> stock years, you know. This one of the things about magic, right? It's like a marathon, not a race. Some years are just not going to be as remarkable as other years, and that's okay, you know. You got to be on the, the track. No, but uh, seriously, like. It's crazy. You know, we, we talked a little bit about this before the podcast as well, but one of the things we kind of talked about uh, for CC going into 2020 with Ali coming on the show is that between us, we were going to be at every major, like, Watsy event uh, and SCG, at least one of us. Because I was going to play all the SCGs, except for Dallas. I'm never going to Dallas. Can't make me. I'll lose the PC race for it. And um, Ali. Dallas is nice. I've never heard a good story about getting into Dallas. I, I, I heard too many horror stories. I'm just that was so funny. Problem. That was so funny. The one year that like no one got into Dallas, and I was super panicked. And then, uh, nothing happened with my flight at all. I just like got on the plane and got there. <laughs> it it was normal day, normal day in the office. Not kidding. First time I've heard no horror stories about Dallas, um, which is crazy. But yeah. That's that's my line. Everyone has one. It's my weekend off. You know, they get to Dallas like once a year, maybe twice. I don't know. If I was actually in the PC race, I'd probably go. But I'm saying to myself that I have some standards. So we were going to be at all the events. You know, that was kind of one of the things we had talked about. Because um, Allie is obviously in Rivals. Um, and so Allie gets invited to like a, a bunch of them and, you know, has a really good chance to qualify for a bunch. So really the only thing we weren't locked up on kind of for the year was Worlds, right? It was like, we need Allie to qualify for Worlds, and if Allie hits Worlds, we have the bingo board, you know? And so, <laughs> it, it was it was going to be very different. And then, obviously, um, the coronavirus happened, you know, just to put it bluntly. And everything kind of changed really, really quickly. And then, digital magic kind of became a huge part of it. And Allie, I'm kind of curious from your position, what was that like? Because, I mean, you had kind of just started Rivals. Like, Rivals was announced, like, what, two months before Corona kind of hit? It was like... I guess, well, it really all depends on when you consider Corona. I guess it was like three months before lockdown. But, um, yeah, what, what was it like from your perspective, 2020 and everything? Because I think your year is a lot more wild than mine when it comes to all these things. Yeah, it, it was really weird. I remember a bunch of us were, the, the week everything, like the whole country kind of took this seriously for the first and only time and really like kind of shut everything down. 
Um, we we were all just gonna go to SCG Baltimore, or I know other people who were gonna go to GP Detroit that weekend. Up until like Wednesday, with our flights being on like Friday or something, and uh, then everything happened. It was just kind of like this weird like, oh, this is uh, this is something that's actually like happening now. And then with regard to rivals, that obviously messed up a huge part of it because a lot of us qualifying for rivals again was based in paper magic and they kind of had to just like scrap that and completely redo the system Mm -hmm. so like because of that we only made it halfway through the season it's not really fair to make any decisions based on half a season right like y'all had two events or whatever right yeah, we had a PT and then like an MCQ and maybe like yeah. another like small thing or something. But it it was really nothing. Okay. Um Oh, we had two M's we had two MCQs because I skipped Knoxville to do that instead. Gotcha, okay, that's right. And uh yeah, so I guess in a way it's good because I like re-upped rivals for this year and now it's an online system mm-hmm. so like that aspect is good but i'm also wondering what happens in april or june or july if we're able to have in-person tournaments again how that affects yeah I, the I, whole rival thing we can touch on that here real quick if you want uh, i kind of plan on talking a little bit about next year but i, I think that at the rate of which everything is going late summer early fall we will probably start hearing about stuff for 2022 uh in the states at least um i can only i can only really talk about the states um with the vaccine and all that like like for example i'm in a weird position but like i actually got my vaccine two days ago my arm is just now finally not hurting <laughs> which is a normal thing by the way a lot of people are like oh they're like side effects it's like that just happens when you get a shot but um they're starting to roll out the vaccine, and so um, I I, it, I think it's going to take a little while, and we need to get a lot of people vaccinated, and you need to get your second shot. You know, all, all the vaccines that we have approved by the FDA right now require two shots, so it's two months before you, I guess it's technically a month from the time of getting it to the next one, and then you're kind of, you know, you can still be a carrier, but uh, you won't get as sick most of the time, there is a small fail rate, blah, 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 blah. but basically I, I think... I think late summer we'll have small stuff like IQs again, you know, at least at the local game level, like win boxes and stuff like that. I think that will probably be back. Assuming everything continues on the rollout plan it is, but I don't know how you feel about that. 2022 is when I imagine big stuff. Although with the MPL, maybe they'll do like a, what's the difference between a win box and an MPL in-person event if they're both 20 people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I re- yeah, I guess I have this like weird um, perspective from Illinois because Illinois has been like racing out the vaccine, whereas like Wisconsin, where I'm currently located, is like doing next to nothing because everything's on like a state by state basis. So it's very, it's very weird. Yeah, it, it's crazy. My, my state's also racing out. I, it was funny. I was originally supposed to. Well, the plan was to probably get it like next week, next Wednesday. And I actually hopped into your Twitch chat on Monday. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be able to get it this Wednesday. And I got some texts from coworkers like, yeah, they're giving it out of this location. You can just swing by and get it. You know, medical personnel. I was like, cool. And so I swung by. And just got, yeah, got my shot. It was it was crazy. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 I am very interested in that. I mean, obviously, like, I – really enjoy magic and playing tournament magic specifically in person it's like my favorite hobby and my favorite way to decompress probably actually despite it being pretty stressful um i kind of love that whole thing so i'm very interested in coming back and i I think there's a legitimate chance that 2022 assuming everything kind of rolls out the way we want to and there's not some huge pushback yada 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 that we'll have like in the states at least paper magic tournaments again um of like the scg gp size so, but they might be capped too. That that's one thing I thought about. It's like they might come back, but they might just be like, "Hey, early registration. We can only have this many people," you know, because there might be state and federal laws too that like 
slow gatherings at first, you know? Um, just while people are still getting immunized. I don't know. It, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, and obviously, as we just talked about the the rollout of the coronavirus vaccine and everything when it comes to that, it, it has been a very weird year. And for you specifically, Allie, I mean, you kind of, despite that, you, I mean, maybe in, in stride with it is a better way to say that. Um, I mean, you top-aided one of the CFB Online GPs and you top-aided um, the Pro Tour. Uh, it would have been the Aquaria one. I don't remember the name of it, like PT or MC3 or whatever. But yeah, like, you know, with those sort of things going on in your life and your event, how do you feel about Magic? Because, I mean, those are like huge accomplishments. Uh, you talked on Twitter the other day about how like, you, your goals for going into 2019 was like you wanted to cash a couple events. And so that's like a pretty big step up from A to B, you know? Yeah, it's really re- weird. Um, just kind of like getting a lot of these. It's always weird when I like set these like weird goals for myself and then like reach them because I just don't expect to actually reach them. And uh, yeah, the whole thing is weird. It makes me wonder what it's going to be like in paper events because obviously there's a huge transition from like paper to online or online to paper and I think part of the reason that like I've done really well in these online events is like I just don't have to deal with like awful things regarding paper or like human interaction or sexism or or like anything or whatever like it's just it's literally just like magic and playing the game and that's something i really liked about online Mm -hmm. and i think i have done really well since then because it's just it it, it's not really about me as a person it's not about me interacting with people around me it's literally just play the game of magic as intended and just like true like raw form there's no angle shooting there's no like like there's no way to get like well there sure there's ways to get like small edges on your (laughs) opponent but you're not you're not like you, like you don't have to worry about your opponent cheating. You don't have to worry about something your opponent said to you. Like there's no distractions. It's literally, truly, just to its fullest extent. You're playing magic, and it's just skill versus skill, and arena shuffler truthers, and that's that's just kind of it. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I kind of want to dig in on that if you don't mind a little bit. Do you find that? your feature matches when you play online don't put that same sort of pressure on you that they do in person. And I don't think you and I have actually talked about this on the show or maybe even off the show now that I'm sorry to say that that much. But I know that for a lot of um, women and non-binary people that I have known in the past, they feel a lot of pressure when that time comes. You know, it, it, if we're being blunt, on the, on the tournament scene, there just aren't as much representation right now. And there's a lot of like, I need to represent. And then I think part of this too is we see things like, when Autumn wins, when you win, when Emma wins, when people do really well, like I remember when Ashley's will top eight it, there's always these wave of tweets and stuff that are like, I feel like I can do it now. So it's not even like the pressure's in your head. Like there's actually in some way, like, and I'm not trying to put more pressure on you, but in some ways you're kind of like ushering more people in, right? Like every win is the potentially the win that makes someone go in. Like Trey, old uh, co-host of the show, I'm one of my best friends, he and his, he was watching MC1 with Autumn. Um, and then his wife kind of sat down cause they have like a, a projector TV and she was on her phone and she kind of got into it when autumn won, she plays board games and stuff like that, but she never got into magic. And so when seeing autumn win made her want to try playing magic, she ended up not liking it, but she turns out she loves Keyforge, And so now they have that together, you know, and that sort oh, of thing. Keyforge is so good. Keyforge. <laughs> Side tangent. If Keyforge was the game that launched on Steam and had like one dollar for deck microtransactions instead of whatever the Dota card game was, would have killed Magic. That game was so good. All right, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> that game was insane. I love that game. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So do you know? Do you feel like that's not there as much, or do you try not to think about that sort of stuff? Have I put all these new worries in your head? What's going through your head? I think it's not there as much um, if I'm on, like, an online feature match, and maybe that's just because, like, people can't actually see me or anything. Like, I I definitely worry more playing a feature match than just 
playing against my opponent round whatever of a pt for mm -hmm. sure but um yeah i i don't know maybe i just have like better ways to like relax here in my home than with a camera on me um and a feature match in paper still having to like interact with my opponent and the judges and the seats that are too big for me and everything but mm -hmm. it's it's generally not there i do have like the added pressure of just like i have to do well at these events if i want to make rivals again next year so like that's a different pressure mm -hmm. um I, I really but no yeah there, there is what you said that's always kind of just like been there and maybe um of feeling like you're performing on behalf of women or non-binary players and um obviously seeing the results of that when you do well and you do see the influx of like new gamers and people actually caring about the game and caring about your progress and like there there's always that there's always been that but maybe it's just um more used to it now or used to the pressure of uh, this is like the third year I've been doing this, so mm -hmm. maybe just like with time it gets easier. Yeah, I, I this is just funny. I didn't want this episode to be the because we're kind of getting dangerously close to the 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 classic women in magic episode, which I I, I do think are good, <laughs> but uh, I I I should say this because we've definitely we've done episodes like that before. I think it's super important, but I do think that. One of the things I've noticed is the same episode happens regardless of what podcast it is every single time. So the times that we've tried to do it here on CC where my old podcast, Even Odds, I've actively tried to avoid this stuff. Um, but I, I am going to pressure – I'm going to I'm gonna push a little here just because I do think it's important while we're here real quick to talk about this. Because I know that the idea that there's people looking and these pressures and the thoughts that you had is one that everyone has regardless of being a woman or a man or non-binary – uh, in magic, and so I'd, I'd love to delve into that just for a second, if you will, and I'll give you my thoughts as well. Um, but you talked about for a second there how when you have a feature match, there's like this pressure and these thoughts about it. Are you worried about like what Twitch chat's gonna say, what the commentators are gonna say, how people are gonna perceive you? Is that like a thought that goes through your head? What, what's going through your head when it happens? Um, I, th I think with like streaming all the time, I've gotten a lot better with that because, um, just like being used to people having their own ideas and opinions and shouting off plays or whatever. And after I had my feature match at MC7, where I just had like the best match of my life, and then seeing Twitch chat like tear me apart for a play that ended up winning me the match makes me realize okay, I don't really care what a lot of these people, these random strangers on the internet, say about me because they 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 just like didn't even they couldn't identify that my winning line was the winning line mm -hmm. so uh that like critique or like trashing my plays or whatever just like doesn't mean a lot from strangers who can't identify winning lines i guess if i want to like have a discussion about my terrible plays with the Mason Clark or someone else, like that's fine, that's constructive, but I don't really care anymore what what people think. Yeah, what what people think or say, and I think that comes with like just continuously being quote someone in the community or whatever. Is just I maybe this is a bad thing, but I I've gotten so apathetic. I don't care if people hate me. I don't care what people think about me. I just like really don't care i have the people i care about and that's all that matters sure yeah i think i think that's kind of healthy too you know people weren't really designed to be in the position you are right like that's a, that's a new thing we're kind of figuring out like i don't know, I don't know how many twitter followers you have like 15 16 thousand or something like that that's like if you think about it that's like what a a king would might rule half of that you know in like old england times or whatever you know like i i don't know the size of like some dukes and stuff like that but i don't think they had as much land as you had you know what i mean and like it's a totally different experience um and so it is something to figure out so yeah I, i'm glad to hear that i also think um it you kind of did it before we didn't mention this but at the end of 2019 you top eight at a gp as well um a, a team gp but you know 
team GPs are harder. Everyone says they're harder. <laughs> so you, you, know, you have the hard, you have the really hard GP and then you have the online GP. And so, you know, you, you kind of did it right. I, I imagine that it probably helps a little bit. Um, for me personally though, since I, I don't want to just make you feel like I'm only asking you, I, I think the future match stuff is weird because for me, I don't really care or think about that sort of thing in like a negative light. Like, one of the more eye-opening things to me and one of the moments of really getting it is that um, I am very different than others when it comes to interacting with people and that sort of thing, and especially a lot of other people, I think, in Magic. And I'm also very much, like, down, down to clown might not be the best word to use here, but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's not the end of the world if I say something silly or I say something dumb or I say something that's wrong on the podcast, like... Like, I have the wrong opinion. Like, it's it's not the end of the world. I'm not going to lose any sleep over being wrong or someone thinks that, like, I'm not as good as maybe I am where they, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, that's it's just whatever. If I make a mistake on camera, I make a lot of mistakes off camera. Um, yeah, so, Oko is not broken at all. Say what? Oko's not broken at all. Oh, Oko's fine. They're probably not even that good. Once upon a time, it's like, <laughs> whatever, you know? Uh, I will say this. We got maybe the one we got more wrong was Yorion, where I said Yorion is the perfect example of a companion when it turned out to be maybe the most broken <laughs> in standard. I believe I even used the word standard for it, um, which is truly something. I, I'm not sure. I feel like the parasitic food walker, you know, was like I, a lot of people were wrong about that, and a lot of people were wrong about Yorion. But 80 card standard deck, and I kind of said it was the per perfect design. We should get more of it when it was maybe the most busted is truly an astronomical miss that being said i got to fair right okay then but uh yeah i just don't have that pressure um and that sort of thing like i don't mind being silly like that i don't mind talking about my mistakes and things like that uh it's fine you know and i i don't care what twitch chat says it's actually funny i kind of I, I care more because i think it will lead to maybe some funny moments so a lot of times when i go back and watch my features i check the comments in twitch chat uh, if it's like the same night of like the Navad, because I want to see like the funny and silly stuff that happens, you know, and I, I just have no outside pressures or worries um, because of that. So it's, it's I definitely have a, a different relationship and experience with it. Um, so yeah, it, it's wild. Who knows? You know, it, it's 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 crazy how we interact with those things, and it definitely I come from a, a huge place of privilege. You know, you when you were like just kind of go on that for a second when you talked earlier about playing in person. And I, I get what I'm about to say here as a me thing, but like I assume 99.9% .9 of my opponents aren't cheating and I'm paying attention in the game. And so if something weird starts happening, I will perk up. But for the most part, I just assume no one's going to cheat me. Just not going to happen. Not a thing. Just not, don't even worry about it. But I consistently hear from my women and non-binary friends or my friends that are in a minority of some sort talking about how they have to deal with people cheating and I, i've come to the uh biased only from sample size no real proof study a conclusion that it's because i'm a talkative white man and i am kind of i'm like six two you know i'm like a kind of a bigger dude i'm like i think that people just don't think they can run it on me i, I think that's just the truth of the matter <laughs> you know what i mean uh so we get I, it you're tall and handsome I love the script, but yeah, you know, like, um, that's just, I mean, you know how like, uh, Grindcast CCR's podcast with Lee McLeod, they do like those clip things where like they have like a voice clip and they have a card and they're talking about like the card for that week and they promote the episode. I'm just going to take all the tall and handsome to make that the clip, you know, on Twitter. It's going to be our first one. It's like Mason, you're saying in like all the great stuff. So it's going to be great. Um, anyways. Yeah. So that sort of thing's crazy. Um, it, it's such a weird dynamic, and I, I assume people get so excited or anxious for their first feature, depending on uh, where they are in life. And so, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting seeing that stuff come back. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about when it comes to your twenty twenty? Before I kind of go on about myself for a minute. No, go off, King. <laughs> wow, I love the script. Uh, <laughs> any, anyways, uh, for me, it was kind of a weird year. I, I started playing, so I started playing SUGs the half a year prior. I locked up my buy for 2020, and then I started grinding. And 
there was a hot second when I was in the top 16 on the SCG leaderboard. I think I'm 19th right now or 20th. I'm definitely tied for 17th with like four or five people, including Rest the hands. Rest are by. God, I they got to carry it over, right? Like I I'm want be... to use, but I've never used the buy. <laughs> I want the buy. The buy is busted, but anyways uh <laughs> real quick tangent i was one place off of getting two buys oof curse like... you abe stein <laughs> Shout I, I needed i needed one more match win at the invitational and i would have beaten him so were you like two points behind well like one like actual one point behind him or um were you like just like that one win got you enough points to get ahead of him i I don't know on the leaderboard. All I know is that if I got one more match point in the Invitational, I would have, like, placed in the top 16 oh, instead sure. of top 32 and gotten, like, four or five extra SCG points. Yeah, that's a big jump in those points. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ripperoonies. Well, you know, Abe, I'm sure Abe's also excited to come back and get his two buys. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh it was it was weird. I, I was gearing up. I was um, feeling my. I feel like I've gotten a lot better in the last year and a half, um, and it was kind of like showing, you know, in results. Like uh, I had a. I I think I would have been able to draw, but if not, it was a. It was part one of a two part winning in, and if I'm pretty sure it was a winning in at Indie playing Inverter, I top eighted a classic uh, that I played. I, like, had some just deep finishes in the opens, and it was just kind of like, all right, things are going well, you know? Uh, like, this is exciting. Like, I, I was thinking to myself that if I can keep this sort of pace up, I can kind of sneak into 16th on the Players' Championship. Well, there'll be, like, a real sweat, you know? And that was exciting, you know? Like, going into that year, I wasn't... I, I was like, I mean, obviously, I want to try and get there, right? By default, by doing really well on the tour, you're, you'll get there if you kind of do both things, um, or at least be in the running. But I was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see how things go with all these tournaments. And obviously, we only had two and a half months of stuff. But it was starting off strong. And it was a little disheartening to kind of know it was all run over. Because I, I don't know how you feel, but I was pretty sure we weren't going to play anymore. Like, by April, you know, I was kind of like, oh, this is over. And then when they started doing online stuff, I thought they might move the point system to online that they had going before. And they didn't which I respect, you know, make them two different things, but it was kind of awkward and weird. And there weren't that many events I could actually play because I didn't work from actually, it's funny. Uh, my work shut down on March. I believe the day was 13th. Cause it was three days after my birthday. Cause my birthday happened and then there was regionals. And then I, I thought regionals was probably like the last thing. And then, um, that I would get to play. And then there, uh, then work shut down, so I did not like. <laughs> I it was a really weird experience, but I I didn't work for two months, and then we started again in late May. Uh, so I guess it's like technically three, um, but I've been working since then. We we've been open as a, a medical place, and we were actually open during that time. I just specifically wasn't in the office. We minimized our staff down to two people uh, for only essential TMS care. So it was a really weird experience for me where it's like, okay, now these CFB things are happening. And when the CFB things were happening, it was like, I don't know how long I'm not going to be working for. So I'm not going to spend any money on, you know, these. And then when SCGs first came back, they were like 20 bucks, or whatever. And it was kind of a similar situation where it's like, uh, I'm starting to work again. So I can't really do these. And they're not at times that I can really do them. And it's like, okay, maybe I'll try to play some of these, but it's like, well, should I really play some of these? So it was really awkward. And so I, I didn't get to play as much. I played, like, a lot of Moto at the start of the year. And I, like, became, like, a Moto grinder for, like, the first parts of quarantine, which was, like, a weird experience where I just, like, grinded money to pay for stuff playing Modern Leagues. And it was like, oh, yeah, I can, I can still do this, you know, whatever. Like, I'll be ready when it comes back. But as time's dragged on, I've kind of kept playing. And, and with the SCG Tour coming back and actually giving me free... Uh, invites to the satellite event. So it was like, well, if the invites are free, I'm able to make these actually work on the weekend because they have the qualifiers on Friday and Saturday, the big thing on Sunday, so I can actually do them. And so I I've played those, and I've missed top eight on every one I've played so far. 
which is frustrating on breakers. It's <laughs> Allie, it's funny. I was talking to Kruger the other day, and you know, Pulliam's top eighted everyone he's played except for the last one. And he was talking to Kruger, and Kruger and I were uh, talking, and then he was like, "How are you doing on this SCGs?" I'm like, "I have the same record as Pulliam. I've been like." 14th 16th and you know like 20th or whatever on breakers every time missing top 12 <laughs> and he was like oh <laughs> that's good and i'm like yeah it, it's good it's a little frustrating but good mm-hmm. and so the magic's been really weird for me this year i i don't know i don't know how you, you feel about it. i know you've been streaming a bunch but it's just been kind of awkward that's been like my three minutes of consciousness it's just been like an awkward year yeah i even if I am doing better with online events in general, I, I think I've had like a decent amount of success in in paper too, or like in person if we count MC seven. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I just miss seeing people. I miss card flicking. I miss <laughs> shuffling. I, I don't miss handshakes. But Allie, I'm gonna offer to shake your hand the first time we play. When we're loose, I'm coming in. Uh, I'll shake your hand. Let's go! <laughs> Speaking of handshakes, we watched a Will Kruger feature match last night where he won and extended the hand, and I was like, ooh, Kruger, very quick to go there, I see. <laughs> I actually don't think it's that big a deal, but it was very funny in the moment where he, he just, like, won and, like, that hand rocketed out. <laughs> uh we have to keep watching more feature matches. I like that. Yeah, it, it's fun. It, it's fun to go back and watch those things. I to wrap up kind of my year. I have this real hunger to compete right now, um, and I and I kind of had it the whole time. I, I had it before quarantine. I was very excited to play all the SCGs, uh, except for Dallas. Never going to Dallas, and uh, I was very much excited for the idea of playing all these IQs and stuff because for me. It is kind of my way to relax and to let loose and do stuff. And I haven't got to do it for 10 months. And I probably won't get to do it for another 13, you know. Um, And it's been hard and awkward, to say the least. It's just kind of like when your main way of having an outlet and decompressing from work is gone. And then they offer you this kind of side way, but it doesn't feel the same. It's it's a real struggle. It's It's a real... And it's not like an actual struggle, but it's like uh, something I have to deal with, you know, and work through. So it's awkward. But there have been some good things that came from 2020, you know, as we segue into the next year. Like I started writing for Card Kingdom, which is something I didn't expect to do in 2020. I kind of just applied because they said on Twitter they need someone. And I had this idea for doing an actual tier list article and then like, you know, doing normal stuff in between those. And they really liked the idea. And now I've been doing it and it's been going really well. And I'm excited. So you go to blog blog.cardkingdom.com forward slash Mason Clark, find all my stuff. Um, but I've enjoyed doing that. So I guess it's not all bad, but there really is this, uh, this hunger to compete going into 2021 though, Allie, um, what do you want to work on for next year when it comes to magic? And what are some goals as we kind of wrap up the show here? Um, God, what do I want to work on? I guess, um, the transition back to paper, if that happens, I'm probably more optimistic than Mason. I'm hoping for events like by the summer or by the end of the year, at least I like GP style events or, yeah, or, okay. or at least, like, SEGs. I think SEGs typically are a bit smaller than GPs, and I don't know if, like, specifically WOTC-sponsored uh, events will occur based on... Uh, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, tread lightly, Padawan. <laughs> don't accidentally say I, anything. <laughs> no, it, it was mostly just, like, I don't know if they're willing to, like, take that risk for, like, public backlash or anything where like a smaller company not associated or like not like watsy sponsored or whatever might be more willing to do something like that if they perceive it to be safe yeah i imagine nrg might do it yeah so maybe something like that little like smaller events um so really just like working on that transition uh back to paper probably working on spending money better while traveling okay. um 
assuming that everything's good to go if not um just keep like trying to improve i want to improve uh my stream hopefully get my stream to a place where i can just keep streaming even if i don't make rivals i would like to make rivals again mm -hmm. so yeah that would probably be the biggest like like uh goal that way is make rivals again awesome okay yeah so make rivals again keep the stream up get excited for paper magic spend our money a bit better when we're there those all seem like good things it's also so reasonable so adult of you uh i'm going <laughs> to try better at trying harder for these online events and i've done a bit of a better job specifically with the um scg satellite events and the sunday open i've put a okay amount of work into it um but i haven't put in as much as i probably should given that they are like you know 1k or they're like 2k's that are like ptqs as well um so i, I really want to try and give it my all because i do want to be sharp for when paper magic comes back and i want to work on improving a bunch during this time i uh i was joking with harlan about um have you seen dragon ball z alley I've not. Okay. They have this thing called the hyperbolic time chamber where you go in and time in there moves like I think it's like a hundred times faster than out here. And so they would like they're like, I need to get stronger to stop this guy and like we can hold him off for like, you know, two days or whatever. So he gets like, you know, like basically a year to train, right? During that time. Um and we talked about how quarantine is kind of that where like you're we're all going in and we're curious how people are going to kind of come out, you know, and we need to make sure we're coming out swinging or whatever. Uh, and I don't want to be one of those people that comes out of quarantine and I'm super sloppy. Like that would be very frustrating to me. So I want to make sure that my play is as sharp and better than it was going into the event, you know, but going into all of this, because a lot of times past, you know, like even if we go with the more optimistic view of where Allie's at, right. With late summer, early fall, that's a year and a half since we last played paper tournaments, right? That's a lot of time for other people to improve if they wanted to and work on it. And I've definitely continued to improve at Magic during this time, but not the rate that I was when I was playing paper events for a, a myriad of reasons. But one being that the fire just kind of wasn't there as much. And I want to make sure that I'm ready when the time does come. So that, that that's my biggest goal when it comes to Magic for 2021. Um, I have other small stuff in real life and whatnot, but for the most part, it's kind of just get ready. I'm thinking use 2021 as the prep year for 2022, but I would love to find out I can play something in May or whatever. That would be, that'd be great news. I'd be really happy about that. So that'd be poggers. That'd be a big pog you. Um, Allie, is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up the show? Anything for 2020, 2021? Anything you want to kind of put in the time capsule? The time capsule unban twin. Oof. Does was, that count? So wait, are you saying that you think they're going to unban twin in 2021? Uh, I hope they do. I don't Ooh. think they will. I I wonder about uh, when they'll start, you know, trying to get things exciting again in modern. Because right now it's kind of like there's, there's a lot so of things sick happening. Of modern. You don't even I don't play, play modern. modern. <laughs> I, w I watch you guys play it and it's awful. Uh huh. You liked watching the hammer deck the other day. I could tell. You came in Ugh. here and you're like, what format is this? Because you didn't think it was modern. If we told you it was Pioneer, you might have been interested. I thought about No, I thought, I thought it was like some weird kind of limited format because all the cards were bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You weren't even playing. Don't sound offended. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it was only joke. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, sometimes I do things like the Stoneforge on man, because, you know, things change, context changes, uh, power level increases, etc. And I wonder if we'll get something like that in the near future. I don't know. But there's no reason to. <laughs> I have a huge yawn there. Well, Allie, I think that's going to do us for our last episode of 2020. I think this is actually going to drop on New Year's Eve, so a timely drop. Uh, thank you all so much for spending this last year with us. We know it has been a 
term I was gonna say a word and then I realized that might not be the right word. So I'm just gonna say a extremely crazy year for magic and I know there are a lot of people who have a really hard time connecting with the online tournaments, have a really hard time being motivated and they feel like they've kind of lost this thing they love and they feel like they were in a similar spot to me, but you know, for their goals are maybe even in the same camp as me and um were you and this year has been really trying and hard and it's a it's truly when people say it's a once in a lifetime thing they always say this like weird revenants or whatever they're like this is our once in a lifetime thing this is our great generation moment but it, it really is it this is truly like a uh once in a lifetime type thing that we we as a species have to get through and it sucks or whatever that we live through it but also we live in the same timeline as ariana grande so truly you know a little a a little b sometimes you gotta give you gotta take but thank you all so much for listening uh this past year truly it it's been great um and we know it's been awkward and everything with the transition to online magic but we're hopeful for the future and we're hopeful for the future of the show and we can't wait to see you all for more episodes of constructed criticism in 2021 happy new year Allie. Happy New Year, Mason. The Mason Clark. Mason Esports Clark. <laughs>